Hello and welcome to the Crew Fitness UK podcast channel hosted by myself, Hayley Chatterton, online personal trainer and weight loss specialist. This is a place where I can talk to you about health and well-being, mum life and how we can live our healthiest and happiest lives. This is a chance where I can debunk some myths, chat to guests online and get into the real nitty gritty subjects that some personal trainers do not wish to discuss. So sit back, relax, or enjoy getting your 10,000 steps in. Hi everyone and welcome back to another episode today. So today is a little bit talking about, um, I think this is more for those who are mums currently or expecting to be or are wanting to be. Um, So I'm going to talk about today my pregnancy and how I found it so far um, with work, training and being a mum and just juggling everything that's been going on. So I thought this could be something that could from me talking about my experiences, maybe it's something that you can relate to or can help you, I don't know, but um, I thought, why not? Because I did think about, do I talk about this on Instagram and that? And I thought, you know what? No, because not not all my followers are going to want to listen to that, really. So this is a good place to do it. Anyway, so yeah, we found out that we're having another child. Um, so baby's due March next year. Um, and... Yeah, we got this one's gonna be is is currently different already, and the birth is already, as we know, going to be very very different. So yeah, I want to talk about my experience so far with this, um, and yeah, let's see how we get on. So firstly, um, how I found out I was pregnant and everything like that. So I suppose <laughs> Tom and I. This is really funny, but it is and it isn't. Unfortunately, well, no, it is. It's very fortunate that um, Tom and I are incredibly fertile people. Like, I don't like to be one of those dickheads, if you know what I mean, but it's just one of those things that we actually have to be cautious that if we don't want another one, then we need to take extra precautions. Um, Just because otherwise I feel like we'd accidentally have, like, uh, the size of a football team or something like that before we knew it. So anyway... um, we went on holiday to Greece and I just knew while I was away, I was like, I just don't feel myself. I knew that um, I was due my period whilst being on holiday. Joys. No one wants to come on their period when they're uh, when they're on holiday, do they? Oh, I'm just going to put my laptop on charge. Just realise it's going to go flat. It's a good start to the podcast. Anyway, um, so I knew something wasn't right, but I did actually take some tests with me and they were all saying negative. So I was like, well, I don't know, maybe it's just late and I'm just feeling a bit off because of it. And because it has happened a couple of times, now I've had a child and uh, in my 30s, like, I have noticed my cycle is not as regular like clockwork like it used to be. So I was noticing a difference in that already. Um, so anyway, because it kept saying negative, I was like, well, I'll drink then because I can. I'm on holiday. I'm going to have a fair few glasses of wine. So I did and we had a great time. And do you know what? If you've got kids, um, I highly recommend what we did. So we went with a Tui Blue package, which are hotels that are specifically designed for those with young kids. Um, 
and it makes parents relax a bit more. So we actually paid, I think it was only like an extra 500 quid for the whole week. And we got a suite with our own private pool. Highly recommend that. If it's not even too bad a price, I'd do it. Honestly, it was so worth it. Because we got the morning sun until two o'clock in the afternoon. We could like keep an eye on Harry. He could keep going in and out of the um, air conditioning because he loves his toys and iPad and everything like that. And then he would come out, maybe come in the swimming pool every now and then with us. And it was just completely safe. So I definitely recommend that. Anyway, I'm going off on a tangent. So um, yeah, we had a great time. And then I came back and I was like, look, I still got these period-like cramps. This is really annoying. So I don't know, everyone's different how they find out they're pregnant, but I just knew because it was a constant cramping. Anyway, did the test as soon as I got home. And this is by the time I got home, it was like the evening. And yeah, two tests, they said positive. I was like, I bloody knew it. And all these tests on holiday say negative. So obviously you get the instant mum guilt because you've been drinking on holiday. But I've been doing what I was supposed to do and it was saying that. So hey-ho. Anyway, so um, yeah, I did the whole process where where I live, I have to um, self-refer to go to a maternity ward and stuff like that. And I've done it all. And yeah, it's um, it's been quite a whirlwind so far. I mean, it's the whole excitement at first because you know that your firstborn is going to now have a sibling, which is really nice because, you know, you, you see him. Harry's now two years old and he'll be a great big brother. By the time this one's born, he'll be like getting close to three years old. So it's really nice. It's a good age gap. It's the same age gap as me and my brother, which is a really good age gap, I must say. Um, So it's very exciting. And then... That's when the first trimester started to kick in. And I forgot that you literally get hit by a fucking bus when it comes to first trimester. I completely forgot how hardcore it is. Now, I was really lucky that I was never sick. However, I did get quite a lot of bursts of nausea this time. Like, it was happening a lot more frequently compared to when I was pregnant with Harrison. Now, every pregnancy is different and how you cope with it, but... I've always been lucky that I've never been sick, touch wood, because I don't want it to set in now. But what I did find was every time I was feeling sick, I had to eat something. Uh, and um, <laughs> I wasn't, I am not used to eating as much as I had been. In the first trimester, I ate so much bloody food, way more than I'm used to, but it helped me control the nausea. Um... So I have to admit, when I got weighed, I was really, really surprised how little I put on. So it was clearly a sign from my body saying, I'm producing loads of blood, I'm growing a fetus, and I need the extra calories. Um, so fine. Obviously, that's what my body was telling me. So yeah, and it's just, it, what I forgot with um, the first trimester is the severe fatigue the other thing I also found out, which wasn't great, two days after we got back from holiday, that I also got COVID. So I was going, the start of pregnancy, and I had COVID. Flip me. Like, literally, I never felt so shit in my life. Um, but I just had to power through and just get on with it. But luckily, like, you know, the COVID was more like just a bad cold this time. Like, it really wasn't a big deal. There was one night where I felt a bit feverish, which is obviously a risk, particularly for those in first trimester, because the fetus cannot control its body temperature, and that's what can kill it. 
Um, but luckily, it wasn't exactly a terrible fever. It was a very, very mild, very, very mild one. And it was okay. Anyway, so that was horrible. And then, <laughs> then it, because I didn't know, and I'd seen my family before I tested positive for COVID, and then they all got COVID as well. Oh, flip me. I was, it literally spread like wildfire. But it's one of those things now you kind of go, it's like having a cold, isn't it? So anyway, um, what was I going to say? So it was hard. And what I would say is when I had was pregnant with Harrison, going through that first trimester, it was hard. And there were I did suffer with a lot of dizzy spells. I definitely had that. I had a little bit of that this time as well. But I was quite fortunate that I could just, if I needed to nap or rest, I could. Because... Although I was still working for the airline, I had my hours reduced. So I was only doing a few days a week um, for literally, yeah, I think I only did Monday to Wednesday or something like that. So the rest of the week, I could literally just take time out. Whereas this time where I'm running a business um, and being a mum full time, it was really challenging. And so when you would really just want to just shut your eyes for like an hour, you just can't. Um, and then I also found during the first trimester, Harrison started to have a sleep regression. If you are a parent, you'll know exactly what I mean by sleep regressions. Um, so it was very, very difficult. Okay, so I, I have to say, I feel like I've spoken to a lot of mums who are now, quite a few of them are now going through their second pregnancy or their third and they do all say that they feel like this time round, it's a lot harder. So how can we cope with it a bit better? So I can't really tell you specifically because everyone's different. But the things that I did to cope, firstly, obviously eating. Secondly, prioritising going to bed very early um, to make sure that I did get I needed about 10 hours sleep and that seemed to help me quite considerably. That did help a lot. Um, workouts, I found that I benefited from doing them in the morning. So I took, because I take Harrison to the crash service there and he goes in and I would only do about an hour session working to like, when I say working out, like I'd say 70% of my maximum that I could do. So not too intense but enough to feel it um and also if i went too hard i started to feel sick and that's when i knew i went too hard so i needed to take it down a notch so that's one thing i would say is especially your first trimester it's really difficult because your blood pressure is changing because your blood volume is increasing and um, you've got all these raging hormones going on in you that you are going to get dizziness nausea and all sorts of things so just don't go too intense and I've actually found since going into my second trimester, I've managed to bring my strength back up and lift really good amount again. Like I'm not to the point where I'm lifting a ridiculous amount like I used to do, like a really good amount. But I would say I'm still at my sort of 70, 80 percent at the moment. And it's good. I feel great when I walk out from my workouts. So when people say to you, should you be working out during your pregnancy? Yeah, you should. If obviously you're not going to be like passing out or um, puking or anything like that if you feel genuinely like okay do it if you feel tired it's really going to help you sleep better at night um, and it's going to help maintain some form of good strength in your muscles as well so I really 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 recommend it um, so I've definitely found that it's been a real difference since 
um, fitting in a workout routine. So yeah, first thing in the morning, I would go and have a little session. That helped. And then when Harry would nap, if it was a day where it was like loads of check-ins, which is normally Mondays and Tuesdays, um, then I get on with that while he naps and then he'd go to nursery and then I carry on with the rest of them for the rest of the afternoon. So that was the first way I'd say that I coped better. Secondly, obviously, you get loads of food aversions. So I can't believe it, but this is really random. But I'm obsessed with broccoli and I cannot stand the thought of eating it half the time now. Like something about it during first trimester wants to make me sick. And I used to eat like nearly a whole bowl full a night. Like that's how much I'd eat. I love this stuff. And I've just gone completely off it since this pregnancy, which is bizarre. Um, so I would admit my my diet has not been clean. And I do think there's a lot of pressures on mums in how you should and shouldn't eat while pregnant. Um, obviously, we know what is and isn't safe. By the way, I found this out that if you are like me and love sushi... You can get it from the supermarkets and from major um, restaurant chains and stuff. And it's safe because that um, fish has been frozen. So it's okay. If you're going to make it yourself at home, um, freeze the fish for at least four days in your home freezer. Then defrost it, um, obviously, to till it's obviously thawed through. And then eat it immediately. So there you go, how to have safe sushi. Mm -hmm. And the same goes for if you have a steak and I can only eat it like medium rare. So again, freeze it, then defrost it, eat it that day. And then it's perfectly safe. Um, Yeah, so it was things like I've had to, I've noticed that I've wanted more like carbohydrates and stuff like that, but more like pastas, bread and stuff and I've listened to my body so I've tried to do the whole like you know eat salmon lots of greens but it genuinely just made me feel really sick so it just didn't work so I, I try and blend it in so there's things like green beans and stuff are being blended and put in my mashed potato and stuff like that so I know that I'm getting the fruit and veg in me but I'm having to almost hide it which makes me feel like I'm a child but it's the only way I can get it to work for me and not make me feel sick which is weird I'm hoping that that subsides as soon as I've had this baby so that's that the other thing is um dealing with the fatigue um like I said like obviously going to bed early is obviously state the obvious now I know some days toddlers are relentless they can have days where they decide they're not going to nap and it's going to be, fuck you, I'm going to do what I want and I'm going to make your life hell. Um, those days are tough. <laughs> they're long. And by the time it gets to four or five in the afternoon, they are grumpy and then you're grumpy. Oh, it's not nice. But what I say is obviously the days that they do nap and if you haven't got as much going on, try and see if you can give yourself like 20 minutes or something like that, girls. It does help really massively the other thing is um obviously and midwives will say this to you is water water intake has to increase now i've been a little bit shit at this i'm going to be very honest but i always nag at my clients to do it but for me i've um i've tried I, I, no matter what minimum i've hit two liters a day but i need to be aiming for three but so far this time around because i've really kept an eye on it this time because being 
pre and postnatal coach and stuff, I've been really like, no, I, I've got to be good at this this time. Um, I haven't had any UTIs so, so far, touch wood. So I have been looking after that. And I do recommend that. Plus, you know, you are going to suffer with things like constipation. And I've noticed I get that when I don't drink enough water. So again, drink loads of water, girls. It does really help because constipation while pregnant and and during the fourth trimester is no joke it's horrible it's painful and actually scary sometimes so just drink a ton of water and also i'm sure you've all heard of it lactulose like that shit helps (laughs) particularly post-pregnancy um anyway so the other thing i want to talk about is um mental health side of pregnancy because it's a major thing and I still think it's not talked enough for mums so I wanted to discuss this on here. I didn't really want to put it on social media too much. Basically during my first trimester I noticed a dramatic decline in my um, mental health but I have noticed it has really improved since getting to the second trimester. I've noticed a huge difference. So um, my I think it was down to just tiredness, the fatigue from first trimester, the stresses of work, which I will be honest with you, is incredibly stressful at the moment in the fitness industry. Like a lot of industries, that's what's going on with the economic climate and stuff like that at the moment. It has been really, really challenging. Um, you know, but I would say is if you are working in fitness, just keep at it. Or even in your own business, just keep going believe in yourself, it does get better, it's just fucking hard right now, so um, I had like the stresses of work, the stress of, you know, just mum life, and just keeping my shit together, it just, it became incredibly overwhelming, and there were many days that I just genuinely didn't want to get out of bed, it's not like me, I'm an early bird, I like to get up, do a workout, got my steps in before lunchtime, and just booming with energy and first trimester that was not me I was moody I snapped at my husband loads I snapped at Harry a few times and I felt fucking miserable Um, and I couldn't shake it off I genuinely could not shake it off there were days where I'd just cry and it was horrible Um, I even spoke to my midwife and said I'm not sure if I'm suffering with what's it called antenatal depression I said, I'm just not me. I'm not right. There's no drive. I don't want to do everyday tasks. I don't want to do my job. And I was like, this isn't me. So if you are feeling like this, please talk to someone. Um, Like whether it's talking to friends, particularly those that, you know, have gone through pregnancy are great for it because I can guarantee majority of them have gone through this feeling and really are struggling. Um, Talk to friends that maybe have experience mental health issues as well because they're amazing for um giving you an insight into it um i definitely had particularly one friend who has really really been supportive of that um with me for it because i genuinely just didn't just didn't know what was wrong with me and talk to your midwife and doctor um so i spoke to my midwife and she did give me all these options of what i could and couldn't do and all that kind of stuff and it was great in the end i didn't take it further because i found just talking to my husband and talking to my friend it helped me enough for me to get through it um just that fact of just talking to someone about it and just not having that sense of guilt for feeling like that because people then go to you well you should feel 
you know, you should feel grateful that you're having another one and stuff like that. You should feel grateful that you've got a roof over your head, but you just cannot help it. You just cannot help the fact that you wake up and that day is just a sense of doom to you. It's flipping horrible. But like I say, it's I've definitely seen an improvement since I got to about 14 weeks pregnant. Um, I noticed my mood lift. I suddenly had drive of my business to start changing things for it. My exercises got better. Um, everything just improved. There's no joke. Second trimester is the best because you just, it just, everything just feels okay. It's just like more manageable during this period. Now, obviously when it comes to third trimester, I'll probably do a podcast about that and talking like how I've coped with that and like the, the elements of fatigue from that from feeling like bloody elephant by then, which will be, I'll be going into third trimester around Christmas time, that means. Um, I believe. Yeah, it will be Christmas time. Um, great time to be dressed as a Christmas pudding, if you ask me. Um, <laughs> or a stuffed turkey. <laughs> um, so yeah, I just, please, if you are suffering with pre-postnatal, whatever you want to call it, antenatal depression, please talk to someone. It really does help, okay? So I really hope this podcast helps you understand that. If you want to talk to me, please feel free to message me. Um, I'm always going to be all ears. Um, what else got affected, Jin? So, um, like I said earlier, workouts, major. First trimester, um, I did notice that our, my, my strength had completely gone. You know, I'd gone from being able to deadlift like 90, 95 kilos, and I was struggling to do 50 um i noticed um that i just like all of it to be quite honest just genuinely my lifting went piss poor um when i go out for walks i felt like my feet were dragging along so what i did was i just went right i need to take it down a notch clearly i do so i reduced it to three sessions per week spaced it out throughout the week as well um, and just prioritise maybe doing a couple of walks a day that aren't too long. Besides, Harrison is awful at staying in the pram for a long time now. So short walks suit him and they suit me. Um, again, since I've come into the second trimester, my deadlifts have gone back up. Some days I can do like 70 again and I feel great and I'm not feeling puffed out or anything like that. I keep an eye on my heart rate and stuff like that with my smartwatch. And it just gets better. My walks, I can walk faster again. It's just, oh, it's such a breeze at the moment. I'm loving it. So it does make a huge difference in terms of workouts as well. Um, what else was there I needed to talk about with pregnancy? I think that's about it, really. Um, no, but I just, yeah, I think I majorly wanted to talk about this. Is just from all the for the mums that maybe feel like they're lonely at the moment, they're struggling with it, um, or feeling some overwhelm from it, you're okay, you're not alone, please talk to someone, or even talk to me, like I say, like, it is a, it's a weird time at the moment, um, with how the world is, you, this always seems to be this sort of impending sense of doom, I'd say, in the media, but just remember that you've still got lots of loved ones around you. There's still so much support that you can have. So reach out and grab it, okay? Um, if you are, you know, wanting to take care of yourself while pregnant in order to be able to um, 
you know, bring this baby into the world the best and healthiest way possible. This is why at least keeping active and like taking your vitamins and stuff like that. And if you can every now and then, like me, just try and eat what you can that you are possible or do what I did and like hide your veg and things so it doesn't make you feel sick. Stuff like that to really help you because, and that's the other thing with exercise when pregnant, it's so important. People think that you need to just completely stop. Absolutely not. You need to keep your muscles up nice and strong. Firstly, to support your pelvic floor, because think of your pelvic floor like a hammock. That muscle needs to stay strong. Your core needs to stay strong in order to hold it all together, to be quite honest. So it supports your skeleton because things like your your um, your posture and your spine is going to change. Your Some muscles are going to get weaker and stuff from where you get this spinal misalignment. Your hips and that start to loosen from relaxing. So you need strong muscles for that. You need strong muscles for if you're going to go through labour. Um, you need it for postnatal um, recovery as well. The, the fitter you are and, you know, the stronger the muscles are, the better you'll recover. That's the other thing I forgot to actually mention. Sorry, this is a long podcast, actually. Um, was why this has been different in terms of delivery for this baby for me compared to Harrison. So I don't know if you've listened to my podcast or not about my birthing experience for having Harrison, but have a listen. It's quite entertaining. Um, It's quite a few episodes back, so you have to scroll through. Um, But Harrison was delivered naturally. No painkillers, nothing. I hated gas and air. It was disgusting. It just, I was like, nope, I'd rather just be in the zone, do my own breathing exercises myself. Um, so what I is different about this time. So Harrison, when he came into the world, he did quite severe tearing for me. Um, and it's called category three C. So it goes in different categories. One being the lightest four being the eight, like completely destroyed. And then it goes from a to C, a being light, C being severe, more severe. So obviously I'm just below four. Well, I was below four. And that is where the muscle um, and skin got torn, but also my bowel um, lining all got torn open as well. So it was quite severe, but not to the point of category four. So I think it must have been literally the first part of my bowel passage opening, if you want to say, or my ass, my asshole. (laughs) Um, That all got torn open. And so I had surgery afterwards to fix all that the fact that I had all that tear open in me with no painkillers and didn't notice is beyond me it's amazing how much adrenaline just takes over and oxytocin as well um so that all got fixed uh quite a lot of stitches went in me and if you don't know if you know the story or not but basically the stitches started to not heal properly in me and my body rejected them instead of dissolving them so they were taking a lot longer to kind of vanish out of my body whether they have or not to this day i don't know i feel like i might have proper examination one day but i think they have um so because of that it put me at high risk of the next child i have that if i decided to have a vaginal birth that would all open up again in the same place so I had to take, I have had to take the decision what to do. And I've taken the decision to do an elective caesarean, which is not for the faint hearted. Um, 
you know, I've got friends who have had cesareans. And yes, you do heal and you do recover and a majority do really well. But, you know, there are risk of things like infections, tearing, all that kind of stuff. So it's going to be hard because I won't be able to pick up my children. I won't be able to do anything around the house. I can't drive for six weeks. So literally my independence will be gone for but for a short while. You know, I see women that are up and about walking and everything within two weeks. So I know I'm going to be okay. Because I'm physically strong and fit, I can't see why I wouldn't be. And I don't want to curse this, so I keep tapping my head. Um, so yeah, which means baby will be born um, a week earlier than due date. Just to take that risk away. So I've got to go through my options for that elective cesarean. Because the thing is, you can do things like make sure that like the cord is not cut for a certain amount of time, so they still get all their nutrients through um, from the placenta when they're born, which I really want because I feel that's an incredibly important thing for the baby when they come because they get all the blood flow, all of the white blood cells and etc. into their body as well as immune system. So it's really important for them. So I, there's things like that you can do. You can decide how you want your cesarean as well so what i mean by that is apparently you can pick things like from music and lighting whether that's true or not i don't know but also how you're cut open as well so apparently there's either emergency ones are very much it's a quick clean cut get in there get the baby out as far as i know you can also do this other procedure i'm hoping my hospital does offer this one this is where they slowly rip the muscle fibers apart which sounds horrible i know but it means think of it as well like if you look at your hands now palms facing you and imagine your fingers are the muscle fibers and then when you put them back together they link in back together nicer and they fuse back so they're supposed to apparently heal a lot better and quicker from that so that's why I want to do that. There's there's things called a gentle cesarean as well, which is where, um, like you know, you can make sure it's a very calming atmosphere, very quiet, like dim lights, and you know, having this sort of muscle separation and stuff like that done. So and then the delayed, um, cord cutting. You know, it's a big thing that you can choose so i'm definitely looking into that so if this is something that you know maybe you're being told that you have to have cesarean for medical reasons as well this is not a bad thing the other reason i don't want to go through the tearing again is that i have been told if it happens again it's highly likely that i would become incontinent that is not something that i really want to have i really don't want that fuck that so i'd rather have control of that if you don't mind so that's another reason plus also with the tearing of my bowel it runs the risk of because i have ulcerative colitis which is in my large bowel we can't risk affecting my colitis as well it's been in remission for a very long time and i really want it to stay like that so this is the other thing so always explore your options girls um there's a lot um out there there's a lot of support and there's a lot of information. So take your time if you're not sure. Talk to friends. Talk to the midwives. Talk to everyone before you make your choices. The other thing I want to tell you now is, and everyone says it, whatever your birth plan is, expect the unexpected and likelihood that you might have it not go to how you wanted it to. Okay? So really 
think outside the box as well. I was very lucky having Harrison that it went to exactly how I wanted it to, but it could have quite easily not gone the way I wanted it to. So anyway, I'm going to leave it at that, but thank you so much for listening, and um, I will catch you all better soon.